In this episode, it's party time. Who's down to party? I, I like to party. Uh, do we have to bring you, Andy? <laughs> Join our adventure party as we delve into the social and cultural aspects of our favorite game, all while enlightening our taste buds with a random craft beer. So crack open your favorite bardic inspiration and roll initiative with us of Dice and Brews. So here we are again. Yep. Of Dice and Brews. I'm Ben. John. AG. That's Damn it, he's still intro. here. <laughs> anyway, we're back with another episode. Uh, hope you guys all enjoyed our last episode. We enjoyed filming it um, or recording it, I should say. It was really fun. We, we were digging this this whole podcast. Just say thing. taping. Nobody knows what taping means anymore. Yeah. Cassettes are dead, bro. Cassettes <laughs> are dead. Hey, I just bought a new one the other day. A cassette? Yeah. A new a new cassette. Yeah, Rackin' Tours on their last album. Hey stranger. Okay, why would you why would you intentionally purchase that on like the the because lowest cool. quality of recording style there because, is? Because I have it on vinyl. I have it on CD. Okay. I the have same, it on cassette. The same album. Cassette yeah, will never come cool. back like a vinyl. It was like eleven dollars, so I bought it. That's like, hey, look, I have a pair of black underwear. I'm gonna buy four pairs of black. Wait, no, that doesn't apply here. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even know where you were going with that one. <laughs> Well, that happened. <laughs> 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 and here we go again. <laughs> so, um, so what's, what's been going on in your guys' life? I mean, I know like uh, we started a new campaign recently. Yeah, yeah. John, you're DMing yeah. the campaign for us. Good old uh, the new one, Icewind Dale, the rhyme of the Frost Maiden for for the, the layman out there. And Pim is back. Oh dear <laughs> God, is Pim back? He, you told me you told me that you were going to be a, a a variation of Pim. There's no variation. This is Pim. It's all variation. Yeah, it's all subtlety. It's various Pims. <laughs> I.e. I, no subtlety. The only thing that didn't present itself to you was the opportunity to shave somebody. <laughs> it's For common. all those who didn't, don't know, or none of you know. But, or care. Uh, or care, but um, um, Pim is, is, a, is a halfling? Yep, halfling yep. rogue. Halfling rogue. And uh, Pim made an appearance first when I was running uh, Tyranny of Dragons. And this gentleman, and I call him gentleman because he's dressed rather dapper. He's very dapper. And he's he's wearing a bowler hat. And Go ahead and paint the picture for us, Andy, real quick. Yeah, he's got a three-piece suit on. He's got a monocle. He's got the, the bowler hat. Uh, he's got some like mutton chop things going on. And he carries a straight razor. And and for those who don't know who the straight razor is, um, um, Sweeney Todd. Sweeney Todd. You yeah. know, the, the yeah, yeah, I, Barber of Fleet Street. And I, I think we definitely need to come up with a name for Pim <laughs> along those same lines. Like, we're going to call him the I feel Demon, like we almost need to come up with a song for Pim. <laughs> the Demon Barber of Icewind Dale, for fuck's sake. We, we could probably figure it out, yeah. yeah. But anyway, Pim, in my campaign of Tyranny of Dragons, was, was very brash, to put it lightly, and very... Yeah. Outspoken and very to the point, obnoxious blood, maybe, maybe a little bit bloodthirsty. We could go that way. Okay, I if you're if you're shaving somebody and you draw blood, you're doing it wrong. So there was no blood. So would you would, <laughs> would you be unpracticed, demon barber of history? <laughs> I don't know. Maybe I, I 
I feel that I need to defend myself here. Well, if you were shaving somebody properly, you wouldn't have to roll a damage dice. <laughs> and you were rolling damage dice intentionally. Needless to say, Pim... I don't remember that, is, but okay. ...is pretty unhinged. Yes. Yeah. Pretty unfiltered. My, my hope with Pim is, is that he's that character that starts out really rough and tumble, and then eventually... He's he, too small to tumble. No, he's the right size to tumble, but he's not too small to be rough. <laughs> But that he, you know, he... he uh, I feel like a halfling out. should already be a polished stone. Why? Because they keep getting thrown around or what? Pretty close. Yeah. Like, there's no edges. That's true. I, I get what you're saying. I, I, I don't know. I, I got this vision for this character. I understand. We're going to find out where it goes. I, I would really like to because it feels like the last just, campaign just, ended when I said, I'm going to shave this guy. Well, no, I, you, you, you brought, Pim brought that, uh, that scene with the captain. Um, to a halt, real quick. Uh, yeah, thank- thankfully, John was was uh, letting another player in our party actually um, pick up the pick up the. Yeah, the, and that that's why you shouldn't necessarily trust your DM's acting skills, but you should <laughs> you should definitely be. No offense, John, I wouldn't have been able to do it either, but. I could have. Roll those insight checks. Roll those insight checks. It, no, that's why I told you. I need to roll those. Yeah, in- you need I, to roll I, I those insight checks. I didn't ask for insight checks. I no. was just like, wow, this guy seems like an obstinate ass, and he's clearly incompetent, so I'm just going to tell you that. And, 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 and like I said, you know, I'm trying. Uh, You're doing a great is, job. I'm, I'm relatively new. Uh, within six months, I think, of even DMing for the first time ever. Yeah. Uh, I was trying to make that guy, that captain, uh, a bit... Headstrong, headstrong, but but authority, authoritative, yep. yet fair. Okay, and that was that was what I was conveying, and I saw it in my head, obviously, but we can't see in your head, John. Yeah, no, you can't. I, I can't display a picture of what I see. Wait, hold no. on. I see a space, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. a vast, hollow, empty space, and a widow's peak. <laughs> oh. <laughs> So, uh, needless to say, we've had one Inside session, checks. and it was yeah. it was pretty good. Like, I, I'm, all joking aside, the, the Pim character is very comedic at this point, and lends itself well to group building for social reasons, in my mind. Definitely no, bringing think, the rest of the party together. Yeah, I, I, I think, mean, when you have a hermit druid that has to do the public speaking for everybody, we got a problem. <laughs> you, know, you know what, just... Uh, you know, um, being the DM, I could see your character development going in the direction you were picturing. In about level 20. No, no. <laughs> it, it relatively, probably relatively quick. Because yeah. you're about to die. <laughs> no, but then, but then come across instances where you're like, oh shit, I got to revert. This is needed. Yeah. You are needed. Yeah. You, old Pim, needs to come back right now. And that that's kind of the, the we're point. Gonna tuck was him away. Like, we're going to tuck him away into his shell. Well, and then we're going to all have to chant. Pim, Pim, which, which is really Pim, weird because I, Pim, I like Pim, besides Pim, Pim, every other character you've ever played has been the... Super passive aggressive? Yeah. Like, maybe a little bit stern here and there. But friendly and and well, here, understanding. This is the one character that you, I love. This character. I don't know why I love this character, but is this something Andy you always some wish you? Yeah. Is this Maybe this I have some you wish you could be. No, no, no. Straight razor. I want to shave some shit. No. Here's the funny thing, and I think this kind of lends to a topic that maybe we'll get to eventually, either tonight or at another time. Like in character, you're. The other characters in the table need to be telling that character for growth, telling the the person that's playing. I don't know if you're if you're at an RP heavy table. I don't know if that's actually helpful, but if you've got a character that's that's 
kind of abrasive and obnoxious and you know expecting them to pick up on the fact that the hermit druid they're not going to pick up on that they're so lost in their own world but if somebody if the hermit druid came and said hey we like you we want to keep working with you but you gotta you gotta pull it back because you're actually jeopardizing what we're trying to accomplish we're about to shave you yeah oh yeah oh yeah no i think i think you're what your character's doing and um the other two members in our party are i'd say i'm a necessary newer right now are are they're newer to Uh, dnd one is newer one is one is has played only dm so i mean okay they're definitely exploring that player character aspect from the other side of the table while trying to okay so i i think you know maybe you but i I think that like you said having somebody else in character question pim or or converse with pim about your abrasiveness like would be what would be a great dynamic within within the the, of course and one of the things that was presented right off the bat was is that the idea between your character ben and mine was kind of that han solo chewbacca thing but chewbacca's constantly like just shaking his head at han solo and and that's exactly what i did it is you didn't didn't speak up at all i'm not i play a bugbear ranger yeah you're not you're not going to we're particularly in in an area where monstrous races probably aren't like looked upon in yeah. In in good terms, so yeah, um, I've definitely like I enter town in like shackle, yeah, and like I throw my chain over the over the shoulder of of Pim and expect him to kind of direct, but at the same time, I, like I found myself in that leadership role. You did very many times, although I wasn't the speaking piece. I was pointing directions, yeah, kind of. Well, and just like Chewbacca, Chewbacca was kind of Han Solo's conscious if voice you of reason. Yeah. yeah, he was like. Hey, because I mean, like you just made a fool of yourself. Yeah, and and I'm it, gonna be the dog from Snidely Whiplash. It took it took it took Luke. It took <laughs> it took all those uh, Leia. It took Lando. Everybody else to show Solo how douchebaggy he was for scruffy looking nerf herder. Yeah, you should I say mean, anything negative about Indiana Jones. <laughs> <laughs> all right, so. Yeah, anyway. one session in, I think it was really well. We're going to build on those characters, and then we'll give you guys the next, the yeah. next evolution in Pim's. Yeah, we only got halfway through uh, one. We won't go that route yet because I feel <laughs> that that was bad. Okay, on to the next subject. Um, By the book. Yeah. <laughs> Speaking of books, segue. Um, there's a new D and D book that got announced. Uh, Secrets of Candle Keep. I don't know. I don't know about you guys, but I'm pretty excited about this. I, I love Tales from the Yawning Portal and mm-hmm. one shots. Oh those, my god, that's those, amazing. Those one shots that you can drag and drop into your campaign and pretty yeah. much set them anywhere with a few tweaks. Those those really interest me. I personally, I think one drops are great for. That's how I like for a new DM. <clears throat> just run a one shot. Like you don't no no prep. No prep. I thought he was referring to one drops as in like, yeah, your your character died. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, just one uh one shots for a new DM is great. Yeah. Cuz uh no prep work. You don't got to think beyond this one session, eh, some one shots are like two sessions, but I think every one shot ends up being two sessions. I've never met a DM that's ran a one shot that actually ended in one session. Yeah, yeah. Rockma turned out to be two. Could have gone on to three. If- one that I think you did. Th- those were those were pre sessions to a campaign though. No, there was one where we were like level six somethings. I I vaguely remember it. I remember oh, painting. Are you, the- are you dreaming about me again? I might be. <laughs> 
Do you, you, you were just said clothes, no, though, so you just I don't said, think so. You just said Ben started us out at level six. Yeah, that's, that's never happened. Never gonna happen. It's always level one. No, I just I remember because I remember painting and the it mini. ends at level three. Yeah, that's not my fault. <laughs> no. Usually it's my players <laughs> who end up shaving somebody, and then everybody's like, I can't do this. Somebody what decides is it? to make a Florida. That, that's that's actually the topic of of our current conversation. It is. Um, but also I wanted to touch on this is that we recently, me and Andy are pretty, uh, avid miniature painters. Yeah. Um, that's what actually got me into the hobby of D and D. Avid does not mean good. No, on my no, part. I don't know. On anybody's part. I'm not on mine either, but it's I mean, fun. Like, yeah, it's, it's the hobby that led to this hobby. <laughs> yes. So, so the ability to the, paint the hobby miniatures, inception, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> the ability to paint miniatures and then play with the miniatures in a game sense. <laughs> there were air quotes involved for those that didn't see it. Is, or heard it in my voice. If I didn't, if I didn't portray that, I, I apologize. <laughs> but in a game sense, um, to play with your miniature is very satisfying. Yeah. Um, but John, <laughs> that just led on and led on, didn't it? Yeah. But John recently uh, purchased his um, first paint set. Yeah. And has delved yeah. into the world of... The endless world of miniature painting. Yeah, no, yeah. I've uh, been painting. I got just two minis down now. Um, actually, just, how many? Uh, like thirty. Yeah, Ben. Ben gave both Ben or both John and I minis for for Christmas, and I got to be honest with you. Like, I was I already have a backlog of probably like thirty minis, and then he gave another like thirty minis. You know to that both all stems us. from the previous conversation of you having with me about your uh, fiance saying yeah. you couldn't buy any more miniatures. I was like, what's gonna piss Ralph? Let me give you some free miniatures. Oh, yeah, well, I mean, he gave me the, those free minis that we got. Yeah, but then then he also gave me this, oh, and it's God. also full of minis yeah which is a, a big case full of a, yeah probably like a, a, a three yeah a three-tiered uh mini phone but as case. we sit here and we discuss this i mean this is the rabbit hole of minis is there's always a pile of shame the, like, yeah absolutely i mean i'm looking around and no offense ben but there is so many there there is i will say out of all the Maybe stuff that's in here close your eyes every time out of all in. this stuff that's in here probably 90 percent of it isn't painted why do you think i painted the walls exactly to ben's defense though is oh, 90 percent of our unpainted but 90 percent of them are also he printed oh yeah so and, he took and the time to he prints it all pile of shame is not, not a bad even thing. including the terrain it's just what happens when you start it, painting minis. you know what printing miniatures is a, is a rabbit hole on itself that we'll talk about later but but it's definitely like a crock pot where you set it and forget it and then all of a sudden you have something at the end where you're like, like oh eight hours over that's great I wonder when I'm going to have time to do that mm, yeah <laughs> gee it looks cool put that on the shelf alright yeah and and yeah, that that I'm I'm excited for you, John, because you know what you've been posting uh, progress pictures in, yeah. in the group, and they look good. And anytime that you can bring, yeah, I sent you my base layer picture. That was yeah. Anytime that you good. can bring life to a miniature, and basically, like when I paint miniatures, for me, it's it's therapy because oh yeah, you know, like I kind of like every individual character, whether I'm painting like a, a player character or a big baddie, even to like the the miniature, the little goblins, the minion goblins. Like, dude, I give everybody a backstory. Everybody's got a name. Mm -hmm. They're not just A, B, and C. This is Bob, Joe, and Bill, and they're the three stooges, and yeah. they're great friends. But guess what, you <laughs> motherfucker? You just killed Bob, and now Joe and, and Bill are out for revenge. That's what happens in my mind. 
Yeah. <laughs> For me, it's like, it is. It's like you turn on a book or a podcast yep, and, that's what and I you, do. Just, you sit and you just paint for hours. It's really cathartic. Um, I'm actually uh, colorblind, so it's kind of hard for me to tell what colors I'm using. So if the, the paint pot or bottle does not tell me what the color is, I generally don't know. What colors can't you see? Uh, I'm, it, I don't want to go into that right All now because right. it's a long conversation. But I mean, I see color. I just, you know, I can't tell when green becomes brown and green becomes red. And I know that sounds weird to somebody who isn't colorblind, but the colorblind people out there, they know exactly what I'm talking about. It's just kind of hard. Like, yes, I see color. I just, yep. I'm slow with it, if that makes sense. So, but just being able to like, you know, the other day I painted something with a purple base coat, uh, a, a troll. I painted a troll purple. I don't know. I just thought it was cool. You know, you what? Saw it's a picture D&D. Of it. it looked you cool. You can do that. I mean, I don't know. It's just yeah. fun because like, I don't have to play by any rules. Well, just whatever you want. Your, your troll is purple. That's cool. Yeah, I like purple trolls. Yeah. Anyway, so yeah. all right, so like I guess the next is uh, it, you guys have anything to bring up? Any other subjects you guys want to talk about? What's new in your lives? Or well, this uh, this Hodgins Bitter End IPA is. Oh, so we're on to the part where what's on tap, huh? What is on tap? Have a pint. Take a break and relax. It's my favorite part of the show. So tell me, boys, what's on tap? All right. So this this week, like, go ahead, John. You, you pick this beer. Go ahead and, go oh, ahead and this tell is us what uh, it's all about. Uh, Hod- Hodgson's. Is that what that says? Yep. Hod- Hod- Hodgson's. Hodgson's. Bitter End IPA. Uh only reason I picked it is it like a look like a sailor escaping from a uh, a burning ship with some casks floating behind him. But the uh, on the on the box itself, it's got an interesting little story about an adventure. That so yeah, D and D, yeah, adventure. So I picked it up. This one is by Fishtail Ales, and they I don't know where they're out of. Olympia, actually. Washington. Olympia, Washington. Okay. Fish Brewing Company. Okay. Um. Yeah, it picked is, up local. It so. is eight point five. I'm I'm a big fan of IPAs, so this is right up my alley. This is really yeah, I like smooth this one. and flavor. Six point five. Oh, I'm sorry. It's a, it is six point five. Yeah. The detail is on the ore. Yeah. Of, I, of the I, guy rowing the, you, the When you boat. said the uh, the the brewery, I didn't even see that. I was looking. <laughs> I, yeah, but, I really am getting like a like a Moby Dick vibe from this. Yeah. Hold on one second. Let me grab the uh, the little the box and read the story? The, the story. Grab another one. For yeah. Me I mean, this guy's got like done. a he's got like mutton chops. It's not even mutton chops. Dude, this is like a chin strap. Yeah, yeah, heavy chin no strap. No mustache, Alaskan whaler, kind of like shorty. Yeah, that's the total Alaskan whaler for sure. Uh, no, on the on the box, it's it, you know description. It says a, a full-bodied, very hoppy IPA with intense hop aromas, fruitiness, and high mineral content, offering adventure in every pint. I love adventure in every pint. Totally, the little picture on there, the story. I was like, yeah, total D and D. Yeah, like I said, this is this is right up my alley. I'm an IPA guy, so like this is definitely like on a scale of one to four. I think we're gonna do a four. Four, four is gonna be a, a review worthy kind of thing for us. Okay, I'm I'm gonna give this a three and a half. You say scale of one to four? Yeah, one to four. Let's just keep it simple. I don't want to do like anything crazy. We'll come up with like yeah, three little descriptions for these one to four later. Yeah. But you know what? For right now, I'm I'm gonna give it a three and a half. I, I would agree. Three and a half. It, it's it's very very good. Very drinkable. Ma- yeah, maybe uh, as time goes on, it might even jump up to a four. As I, I as you ran to the third and the fourth. 
Yeah. It's a shame we only got a six pack. I yeah. know. I don't this know where I'm going to get that third you, and fourth. Where do, you, where do you see yourself? Andy is not the biggest IPA fan. So My biggest is... IPA fan, I feel like IPAs are the bane of people's existence and lazy brewing. But <laughs> um, as far as an see, IPA this guy goes, thinks about beer and actually like how it's made. So that how it's made and the brewing process look, comes into a... F- Hey, his taste was John. Don't get that, on that him for is. it. Just a little bit of background. I there was I did the thousand beers in a year challenge three years in a row back in like two thousand nine when I was a youngster. And so you know I I I've tasted a lot, figured out what I wanted, figured out what I like. Um, but it's it's IPAs for me. As John leaves and makes a squeaky door, yeah. we'll just the squeaky instead door of trying noise? to hide it, yeah. let's just make wow. it noticeable. Um, he must have to go to the bathroom. He again. must every twenty minutes or something like that. Yeah. Um, IPAs for me, um, they're very one-sided. They're very hop-centric. They, I've never had a balanced IPA. It's always just been like, hey, here's a beer, here's a hop. Let's just put as much of that hop in we can and see what it tastes like. And it usually ends up being something that is palatable for most people, but. I, I it's it to me IPAs are one of those things that most people like because most people like them not because they're actually good if you know what I mean no I get you it's, I understand it there it's like are people I used to bartend for quite a while and people used to order shots of Hennessy and AMFs because they're yeah. just a popular thing when actually I taste I think that both of those taste like absolute garbage oh yeah they're they're terrible. So anybody that comes to a bar and orders an AMF, I think it's just because you don't have anything else to order. Yeah, you don't know what you're ordering. Yeah. I mean, just get a gin and tonic. I Absolutely. Honestly, I agree with that. <laughs> gin and best, tonic. Best thing you can do. But uh, I would say that as far as IPAs go, um, I am biased in that I really despise IPAs. I would say that you're, you're, I would give this a 2.5 or a 2. It's a little bit better than average. Um, the IPAs to me all kind of have this homogenous taste to it. So they're just kind of all, it's like, whoa, there's hops. Okay, moving on. Speaking it, of, oh, go ahead. It is a, uh, a bit lighter on the, not, not yeah, such it, a punch in the face. It, yeah. And I think that's why I didn't give it the 4 because I like the punch in the face. Mm. Okay. Like, I like that, like, back ended fucking, like, ooh. Yeah, there it is. See, that's why I gave it a, uh, the three and a half because I you don't I'm, like that. I'm not a huge like if it's Dude, too I intense. W- I'm like, eh, I don't. I, it's I too honestly much. want that fucking IPA to linger until I take the next drink. So I mean, I want that fucking almost like I, dry mouth. I do have to say though that like there's some IPAs that have a uh, uh, too intense of a aftertaste. I like those ones. I I don't. And this one has almost zero aftertaste. I, that's why yeah, I didn't I'm, just, get I'm curious here on like what the IBUs on this thing are. Um, it, no, this it, is it, an IPA. <laughs> yeah. I remember, he brews. I know. Um, I have no idea what an IBU is. Not only does he homebrew, but he homebrews. Yeah, yeah, there we go. Um, yeah, it's not It's not telling me. On... That's all right. We don't need that much information. No. Anyway, we're on to today's topic, which is, do your friends make the best play group? And right now, I'm going to have us roll initiative to see who starts our conversation off. So I'll roll first. I got a nine. That's kind of cock. I'm going to call it a nine. All right. I got a 10. 17. Whoa. Right, John, big money on the dice tower over here. Let's see what you got, man. Um, When you bring a, the whole group, uh, like your group of friends together, um, I, I do think it, it lends to... Uh, the possibility of better role play. Um, you you can have. I mean, maybe better role play, but I mean, it, you're you're more comfortable. Uh, kind of diving into those those deeper aspects of a character and and actually acting out. It's something you're not because 
because the people you're around are somebody you're very close with or, or pretty close with. And yeah, I'll, I'll agree. I'll agree to that aspect. I, I definitely think I think that can go one of two ways. Though. I think it can go both. Uh, ways. I could see I could see the negative side of it too. So I, I definitely think there's a pro for being comfortable in your situation in your setting in your seat, so to speak. Um, I I definitely surrounded by a group of people that are familiar with you and your personality. I definitely can see the the positive in being able to in a game that's promoting role play and playing a different character of being able to step outside of yourself and pursuing another life pretty much on the flip side of that same thing maybe your the player's um preconceived notion of how the the people at the table um portray them could hinder their ability to to role play maybe they don't want to venture too far outside of their own personality because of how other people perceive them yeah I, I, I could see that happening. Um, but I I mean even to that aspect though, the more you play, I think just human curiosity might break that shell. Uh and and you might start off that way. But uh with, with a, a, a close group of peers, you you know, maybe a year or two into uh playing I, you, I, you I, might I, I agree with your point that you're saying. I don't think it didn't take a year or two. Yeah, I'm, yeah, th- I'm thinking like two I'm just or three it beers in a half an hour, <laughs> and you're already broken character. <laughs> yeah, you've got bardic inspiration. <laughs> I, my, 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 my mind goes to a couple different places with this. Is like first off, um, I don't, I don't want anybody listening to think, hey, you've got to find the right play group before you start playing. You need to just start playing. Oh yeah, I like, agree with that. Yeah. Like don't. Don't mess around. You're with gonna that. run into bad playgroups, and and that's just inevitable. It's part but of the, the experience. But then again, like yeah. I would argue, like this is just a topic for conversation. But I would definitely argue that you're only gonna get out of your playgroup what you put in it. Oh, just like a relationship. Like yeah. a D and D playgroup is a relationship. So like like we covered it's a huge in our commitment. Last, it is absolutely. But like we covered in our last uh, um, conversation, that you're you're really only gonna get what you put into your playgroup. So, I yeah. mean, if you are looking for a role-play-heavy group, you yourself as a player or as a DM can persuade the group direction. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it, for me, it's like, hey, chances are your friends are going to be who you're going to start playing with in the first place. Yeah, yeah most likely. Place, yeah. But but I think for me, this this conversation has is... You know, are they the best? Are they not? I don't I don't know if that's really something that's quantifiable. What I think the best way to put it is, is like, hey, don't expect them to be something that they're not. And that's, and that's pretty much what 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 I was getting at when I was bringing up. This is like, you know what? Like, it's OK. Yeah. That if you if you have three best friends and one of them maybe doesn't have the same play style or aspect of the game or, or can't outlook, commit or can't commit, that doesn't necessarily mean that your play group is damned. Yeah. But that also doesn't mean that you can't venture outside of your friends to find people to fill those seats that want to have a good time. Yeah, and they will become your friends. Like it, <laughs> I don't know that it's possible to play this game and not be friends by the end of it. Yeah. Well, no, I, I'm sitting here thinking, listening to you guys talk, and, you know, we, we start, me and you, Ben, we started out with kind of a, a closer group of people that knew each other, but that brought us Andy, and Andy wasn't that, uh, you know, original group. He was AG, but he wasn't OG? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it, but it, if, if you start with that 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 core group of friends you have, you might find that some of them might not be... Uh, cohesive with everybody 
and it's no fault to them. It's just maybe a different play group would be better for them. Uh, but everybody always like, oh, well, you know, I got that friend. Um, you know, I got a, somebody that I want to bring along. And and or you, as soon as you tell the story about your last adventure, you're like, hey, I'm 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 interested in that. Yeah, and you might get your AG. Yeah, you know, you you might get that guy that was a friend of another friend, and now or a relative of another friend uh, in this case. Yeah, and uh, and and now it's just like, man, we we took years, but we found our our kind of core. Well, here's the other thing is that is that I would. Think think that 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 based on 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 do your friends make the best play group is is that you you can't control or let me say let me say it this way sometimes the campaigns that you're running dictate who's who's going to play in your group as well mm-hmm. you know what uh, i mean yeah so that's let's, the let's campaign say i'm that, running right now let's say that you're going into as a dm you're going into like hey look i want to focus on the rp aspect i'm gonna i want to tell stories i want players to tell stories i want to have this this my my lord of the rings trilogy where every fucking every character has a, a an ending and every character and every ending has you a character dive into each backstory absolutely mm-hmm. yeah. we tell we tell story like a big story not just a combat story but a, a, epic. an all-around epic and you know what and i have six friends but only three friends i know fit that mold that are going to really play and the other and into that story and the other three friends are maybe more more a little bit combat heavy maybe a little bit more strategical tactical and i know that that i'm gonna have that but it's not gonna fulfill their needs as a player in D, which is totally fine but you can have and you should be okay with saying hey look i'm gonna start a new campaign this is what it's about and extending it i mean you can extend invites to everybody you want as long as you're upfront with what your expectations are mm-hmm you know what I mean? And some people will pl- change their play styles, but some people just aren't comfortable with that. Yeah, I guess I, I'm looking at this topic just from the the side of expectations. I think that so often we think that our friends are going to be down to party, down to do whatever, right? And we put expectations on people that they never put on themselves and are unrealistic, right? Or maybe aren't communicated to them. Or aren't communicated. You know, That's a great your, version your, of it, yeah. Your expectations of somebody, unless you communicate them, you can't expect them to follow through on what you expect from that person. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. And so so the idea of like, you know, I've got a group of, you know, four or five really close friends and only one of them wants to play D&D, well, that must mean that I'm like weird or there's something wrong with our friend group. It's not as strong as I thought it was. That's not what that means. That just means that you've got one of the friends that wants to play D&D. I think that's a great place to start or or at that point then can commit to your game yeah and and i think the the reason that i i think that the reason that friends don't make the best play group in the end and that this is where we all start though it is where we all start yeah but but you end up going different places right and it's not that friends don't make the best play group it's that the people that you start the journey on might not be the people that you end the journey on and that's fine and and that's that's okay. That's that's life. That's another. I mean, we 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 talk about this a lot if, of like the parallels of D and D and life. But like, there's a lot of parallels just in the culture, and the way that this this all plays out. And so yeah, no, my, I, yeah. My 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 thinking is is like, hey, if you're if you're waiting for the right group, stop waiting. Like that's that's a that's a really poor decision on your part. Just get just go somewhere and play. And here's the deal: they might not be friends when you get there, but they might be friends when you leave. And so you're gonna end up with a group of friends that do make a great play group, but maybe the friends that you started out with. So it all comes full circle. Whereas maybe friends do make the best play group. 
But there but weren't your friends. No. The, the friends you started the journey with. Yeah. Your your friends will create the or, best play group. or lead you, possibly lead you to the best play group. And I think and that, and or that's the what? best play group will lead you to your friends. There you go. Ooh. That's that. Ooh. Yeah. Wow. I do think I do think okay so in this point in my journey at least like I'm all about diversifying my play group. I want to introduce and experience as many new players. Like I'm I'm solid enough in the, in how I play or how I DM that I'm comfortable with almost inviting anybody to the table. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. You know what I mean? Like I'm to the point where like if you want to play D&D or you want to experience this game, let's let's just play D&D. I'm just going to play it how I would play it or I'm going to DM it how I would DM it and if you want to come along for that journey then let's play. All right, to that to that point all right so i uh you emailed uh the the first session and i forwarded that to my mother-in-law because she listens to podcasts and she was really like oh you guys are doing podcasts okay i want to hear it i was like yeah all right you know somebody that is in no way doesn't play video games knows no sci-fi fantasy stories doesn't do anything like that I'm really kind of intrigued. Maybe she's like, "Hey, you know, I want to try this game. See what it's like." Yeah, I, I, that would be epic to me. That that would be amazing if if I think somebody we, that I was. Think we all all look for that that like Mona Lisa, so to speak. You know what I mean? Where where we lure <laughs> that one person in our lives that that has no inclination or or desire or even like even when you talk about it, like you like hint, like, uh, hey, yeah, like, yeah, come yeah, play, yeah, whatever. I play this game, blah blah blah, and we roll dice and it's cool and we have fun <laughs> and we drinking we we partying you know and they're like what the fuck are you doing <laughs> they just give you that like yeah okay yeah, and then yeah. they walk How off or you, you yeah. guys realize you're playing pretend right <laughs> like yes yes we know the best card <laughs> <laughs> No, but I, I think I think we all look for that one that one friend that like I'm it's almost like she's all that. <laughs> you know like that's 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 a direct equivalent. It's like and, and a lot of people probably wouldn't get that reference. Are we Frank Rich Jr.? But a lot of people probably wouldn't get that reference, but the, the motion of the thing is like you turn the biggest school nerd or the class nobody into fucking like the girl that everybody wants to date. You know what I mean? The yeah. hottie on campus. So you bring this person to the D and D table. That at first maybe everybody's like, uh, or they're reserved and they don't play well. But by the end oh. of the fucking like session four or five, and they're into we the had character that. and development, and you're like, we had that at Whoa. this table. Who? Tank. Oh. Oh. We. The, yeah. Great, yeah. great gamer. <laughs> great gamer. Great gamer. Dude, good one. Never. Tip never. Oh, that's a great. Never showed. Gamer. This, never this showed RP like one of my interest. Never showed an interest in uh, the RP aspect, but we did Combat. that one shot. We did that one shot, and I, I, I think I witnessed one of the greatest role-playing demonstrations from a single person I've ever seen. And yeah, that, that dude. That was my coup de gras. That like, that was that campaign, the most amazing role play I think I've ever seen. And, I, and I'm I, glad I just, to be a part I of that. I want to go on the record of um, Ben has said in the past that that was probably one of his favorite sessions ever DMing, and Pim was one of the characters. You were <laughs> I'll rest my case. <laughs> you were there. You were there in that one. Yeah, it was me and Tank. Yeah, it was you, Tank, and and, and me. Oh and man, see, Andy. my memory's horrible. Yeah. But and remember, there was like the we it, it set up the situation where there was like we were we were traveling. And and um, the the caravan uh, leader, so, we yeah, got trapped so, in a cave. No, with... well, to, to let me let me shed some light on this. Okay, okay. okay. I we'll so hear they were from traveling the from point A to the point A with this caravan of people, and along the way, like you know, point A to point A. <laughs> <laughs> 
along the way, <laughs> I, had, I had relationships developed between the three characters. Yeah. My whole thing for this one shot was to get Tank into this into this game. Like, I wanted him to get into this game, right? Yeah. And, like, this is one of my favorite people ever. He's, he's one of my best friends. But um, I was like, dude, there's more to it than just combat. Just let me, let me, show, let me show you. <laughs> anyway, so, like, my, I, I developed this this one shot. And each, it, it, there's three people at the table. And each individual player I developed, uh, I had a relationship developed between an NPC and the PC. Everybody was talking to somebody. But I had I had uh, the druid who was played by Tank um, develop a relationship with a little girl. And at that time, Tank had a, had a youngster. He was a, a furbog. Yeah, if but, I remember. He, but he had like in real life he had a kid. Oh yeah, no, oh, in yeah, real yeah. life he had a uh, yeah. young one. Yeah. So yeah. like I was like, dude, how can I rope him into this? So I'll, I'll give him a kid to fucking relate to. Oh, you know what oof, I mean? So that, I was like, that I'm gonna pull on heartstrings. <laughs> you know what I mean? The best. Another reason why life imitate or D and D imitates life. Yeah. You can pull on those real hard emotions, and regardless of what character you play on, if you hit a string, dude, that sensitive that sensitivity trigger is real. Yeah, real. So I was like, I'm gonna play on this on this on this heartstrings. You know what I mean? And so by the end of it, like the little girl gets abducted, and you guys are are by some gnolls. Yep. And you guys are finding yourself like the, the, the tanks. The first person to jump up out of this out of the seat and like we're going after this little girl. Mm-hmm. The relationship was already already. Oh broken. yeah. No, he 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 led the charge. Yeah. So so the three of you go knee deep into a into a knoll cave you know what i mean you find the girl and then you're pinned backs against the wall you you had to fight to get in first of all yeah and the fight you're like if it was a video game you're like dude this is a big baddie we we took him out we f- we survived oh my god oh we we were we were exhausted we expended every resource we had to get to the very back of the cave to get to this little girl. Mm-hmm. So then, so then I I had gnolls surround you guys pretty much, like mm-hmm. trap you inside. And then, so the whole thing was level one to level two. Like I was like, how am I going to get you guys to level two? Because at level two, druids get beast uh, shapeshift. Yeah, yeah. Earlier in the campaign, I had I had you guys fight a brown bear. So I wanted to give um, the druid the brown, the brown bear. bear the yeah. brown bear shapeshift. Mm-hmm. So in order to, and I was doing milestone experience. So in order to get to level one to level two, I wanted to give you guys, I wanted to give him that brown bear, and then I wanted you guys to have this epic feeling experience of life or death, pretty much survival mm-hmm. or failure. Uh, I'm I'm pretty sure me and you, oh, I even even tank too. Like we just at that moment at that table, we the three of us looked at each other and we we're like, that this is it for our characters because we're yeah, done. They knew we're going for it. I surrounded them with enough things. All they knew that they there's no way they could face it head on. Well, so it was pretty much like fight or flight. Yeah, and it was it was I think John and I looked at each other and said, "Okay, he's the only one that's big enough to carry her out of here. We need to distract him." Yeah. And Get that's just yeah, we said yeah. we were going to charge out and he's carrying the girl. Me and you are going to take the the brunt of the yeah. uh the null attack. Yep. Run. Yep. Go for it. So so we had this as soon as the player character they played right into my hands like buddy, buddy <laughs> and this is one of the only times that this has ever happened as a DM so it's probably why it's the best session of my life <laughs> but I predicted this and I was like okay this is this is the epic cinematic climax you know what I mean so like we should make a movie out of it <laughs> there should be a movie out of it but at that point like you know what the furball druid just starts charging with this little girl on his back and all of a sudden like the I'm describing this scene where like the the furball starts to grow like three times in size and all of a sudden like goes down on all fours and becomes this fucking giant brown bear and charges through these knolls all while the the npc wizard like casts like light 
and blinds everybody in the cave except well, for you guys. Well, I thought that he, I thought you had like a portal open up, and that was what was the lit as we were able to escape through the portal. No, you guys had to run. A, it was like no, the wizard he, casting light or something the, like that. The whole the 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 Gandalf at the top of the yeah, hill, yeah, with you the know, blinding light, blinding and, like, light. There That's was like something in somebody's head where I was like, shield your eyes. And keep okay, running. Yeah, yeah. 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 And then all of a sudden, like you guys closed your eyes, and all the gnolls got blinded, and you like plowed through the fucking barricade, and then like pushed us like one uh, round ahead of everybody yeah. else. Yeah. And then like pushed through, and like you guys like sealed the thing, and and that was the like the epic climax to the one shot. Yeah. That got you guys to level two, and like honestly, yeah, that was that was definitely my coup de gras of like, dude, I brought somebody to the table, and, and he, was interested, ta- he was interested. He was interested in in playing D and D, but the the RP wasn't there for him. It was yeah. More Never, combat oriented. All, all the previous games, he never uh, showed a big interest in the RP. It was he was really into the combat. But man, that episode or that session—I say episode like it's the TV because it feels like that it in my head. Season. It feels like it though. But yeah, that session, man. Uh, he, he's he, that Grammy-winning uh, uh, performance from from Tank. Like that was the best role-playing episode. Yeah, I that, mean, there's that stuff that I've, we have haven't really gone into but i mean like tank was like sitting on the back of one of the carts you know with the little girl having conversations oh yeah like, with, oh, oh yeah RP conversations yeah, yeah. i think we spent like 30 minutes with just with just tank and you talking as the dm <laughs> yeah but, and but, so ben but was ha- a little girl yeah hats, <laughs> hats off to you tank hats off to you yeah you, seriously that was, that was some of the greatest fucking session work in rp that, that, that i've seen yeah, but, uh, I think this goes hands down as my I favorite. But I definitely like at the stage I am now. Like I definitely look to diversify my table. Like every every time that we start a new campaign, like there's yeah. there's like I'm forever searching for. We got two new ones right now. More players, like more people. Mm-hmm. I want to bring different people because I feel. And it, here's another. Here's another. It might be a con, but you might argue it's a pro. But if you have the same play group all the time, there's a chance that you can approach problems the same every time even though they're a different different setting yeah. or a yeah. different uh way like, that they're presented like a reskinning of the same solution right yeah. right exactly just like i mean like every story's been told but but still it's still nice to have that that other perspective because you it almost becomes predictable yeah and i think you know there there are certain live streams out there that you know the the true the true fantasy aspect of those live streams isn't that they're all like professional voice actors it's the fact that they have a game that happens like clockwork every thursday right that's that's the true like craziness of of that but when you've got a group like that that is playing and yeah they've only had two campaigns if you will but we're Over talking the course of like four years yeah, four years, hundred plus episodes each, you know, and it's like it's like okay, there's time to forget, but most play groups don't get past level seven. Thir- getting up into the thirteens, that's that's really unheard of. Um, and so you're constantly rebuilding characters, rebuilding characters, and well, it's, not only that, like it's not even the campaign's fault. It's it's life. Well, it is you know life. I mean, like oh yeah, seasons happen, uh, holidays happen. But my point being, people move that. The like the three of us, we're not trained act. We don't know very well. I just play one on TV. Yeah, <laughs> we don't know how to embody people very well. So, and and most people that play this game, I would say ninety nine point nine percent of them, they they don't either. 
And so we're showing up to the table and we're doing our best and we're having fun because that's, that's, we wouldn't do it if it Number wasn't one, fun, right? Have yeah. fun. No, absolutely. And that's the other thing too is like you, you have to have fun. If you're not having fun, you have, you need to find a group that you can have fun with. And, and to, to the point of the, the, the topic of today's is, is, is your friend or are your friends the best play group is how does everybody have fun when maybe your close group of friends all have fun differently at the table you know and and that's could could be a pro if everybody tends to have fun similarly <laughs> that could also you know be a, a a con but i think that leads a lot to andy's point where he says that your original friends might not be the friends that you're playing with currently but they led you to on that journey oh yeah you know what I mean? Yeah. So I definitely think that there's truth in that. Is like, and then and then the the point that he said that when you're playing this game, you find friends. Yeah. yeah. Those people that you're playing with that are introduced new will become your friends, mm-hmm. regardless. And I, I think that's, <laughs> I think this lens uh, to Jeremiah. I, I I never knew Jeremiah. That's th- that's a great bunch of people. Uh, yeah, but, Jeremiah and Jesse love those two. But that also, I th- I think this. The D&D imitates life thing is an ongoing thing in everything we're going to talk about. Just because mm-hmm. I believe that, that those, those things, those, those things that, that, that drive you in life, those, the little things um, that, that, that you search for pleasure in when you're not doing your, mm-hmm. your day job or your, your, your other hobbies or anything like that. The interaction socially that you that you yearn for because everybody yearns for that i don't i don't care who you are you know what i mean you yearn for human interaction and the ability to portray your thoughts and desires to other people in any form Mm -hmm. so i definitely think that that um and i like you said andy that your friends that you start this journey with may not be the friends that you're currently on the journey with Mm mm-hmm but you will become friends along the way. Is is that that that's it? Yeah, you'll I, always find friends in D and D as long as you keep searching. Yeah, I guess the way that I looked at this topic was the idea of when in in my mind, and I'm I I don't think that I'm by myself in this. You guys can tell me if I'm wrong, but when there's a group of friends, there is an expectation of what's going to happen, and very frequently, you I think. Everybody has like, okay, you've got your D&D friends, you've got your snowboarding friends, you've got all these different things, yeah. right? Um, now, what I'm, what I'm, I'm really careful not to, to go down the path of is like, don't wait to find your D&D friends, just go find friends and play D&D. And then guess what? That's going to lead you into other people that do, do want to play D&D. And I think that that's the, that's a, another reason going back, you know, deep cut, why everybody should play D&D is because it does give you an avenue to make friends and make them on a, on a, a, a real level. Uh, when, when we uh, can't, I don't have the study in front of me and I apologize, but there's a study out there that talks about the way that memories are stored. And one of the things that happens with role-playing and the way that we discuss, um, these role-playing experiences is that they're stored in the same exact place of our actual memories. So for instance, I don't remember really anything at the table um, when we were attacked by all those gnolls. I remember what I Ben remember, had. I remember the, the scene. I remember visually being there. I remember yeah. thinking about uh, it. Yeah. I mean, I remember. Uh, I have the, no recollection of the table. I don't know. At all, right? In Where, where people were sitting. Yeah. What. I have no visual recollection of this of IRL. Yeah. Of real life. Yeah. And and that's that's kind of I have memories of of going into a cave, saving a little girl and bull rushing our way out, 
expecting yeah. to die. So, so it, it it's weird for your your brain to be able to 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 differentiate this. But you know, we didn't experience playing D anD D. We we experienced saving a little girl. And when you have those kind of visceral experiences with other people, it's very hard not to make connections. And that's why I would go I would go to that that where you know your friends might not make the best play group but if you find a good play group they might be some of your best friends and and he flipped it on us you just need to go <gasps> it's good you, you need to get started I, there's a book that that um book series that i think john and i have now gotten ben to read oh i'm in the process i, I I'm, I'm i've downloaded <laughs> okay, you, you haven't need, read page one yet, have you? No, you need to no. start, but in in the fourth book, one of the things that um, one of the main characters that is John's favorite character is is kind of going through is is there's this phrase, "What is the most important step a man can take?" And when I was reading it originally. I kept going, well, the first step, obviously, you got to take the first step. And then halfway through it, I was like, nope, it's not the first step. It's the next step. So you want to play D&D. Great. You took your first step. You wanted to play it. You bought your PHB. Now you got to take the next step. Find a play group. Go find a play group. Then everybody. You got to take the next step. You got to go play in the play group. Yeah. Then you got to take the next step. The ne- you got to be involved. The, and then it's the always most the next important, step. The most important step never stops. It, yeah, it, it's always the next step. And so that's, that's the most important thing. That's why I. But I, but just don't take the uh, last step. That or you character. Become the fever, forever DM. That character <laughs> well, is so and, great. And even then, like okay, so that that's something I do want to I, I wanted to touch on too. As I was kind of ruminating over this, is is that if you have a play group and or you've got a group of friends and they really do want to play, but nobody's volunteering volunteering to be the dm you need to be the dm yeah and it's not as hard as everybody no it's not i i i went seven years not dming just to find out it's actually a whole hell of a lot of fun it is a lot of fun and you know what there's nothing more fun than hearing like like hearing this you know what i mean like as a dm of that of that Mm-hmm. session when you can hear accounts of your players and like dude well i'll forever remember that session not only because we were just playing D but because i can't remember what the table looked like when i don't you remember, remember what the hell a, is like going a visceral on. i yeah. i practically portrayed myself as that character and that's my memory in that moment yeah yeah that's rewarding as a dm well and going going to the fact you know we've we talked about in the last episode of of me working with high schoolers they want to play so bad that if there's a night that i can't be there they're still going to be there and one of them's going to dm that's awesome oh really and, yeah and it's they're not good at it exactly but but that's <laughs> good at it but that's one thing about that that demographic that's so great nobody's good doesn't at matter it. they just want to play that's awesome I think that's, I, but i think that's that's us yeah i'm honestly man the only reason i ended up the dm is because nobody else wanted to be the dm yeah but at the same time like dude i just want to play the game yeah Mm -hmm. just give me the game because you know not only does it allow me to live out or play characters that that i created in my own head Mm -hmm. but it also you're gonna tell different stories well not only that but it also allows me to socialize yeah. yeah. This is like this is like hanging out with your friends and having something to do other than sit on the couch and be like, "Hey, what do you want to do tonight? <laughs> what movie do you want to watch? Oh, you want to watch a movie? You, you want another beer? Yeah. It Which it, it lends itself well to yes. all that other stuff. <laughs> yeah. But at the same time, it also gives you a direction. Yeah. Yeah. And it, it makes lasting memories. So not only is it another Friday night where we're hanging out, where we can. We can't reaccount what happened the last three Friday nights, but we also have, like you said, visceral memories 
of that Friday night or that whatever day of the week it was. Yeah. And that that's what's great about those memories is it's not a memory of coming over and play, and playing. And drinking beer and yeah. hanging out with it's the guys. It's a memory of the three the of us. The story we told. Saving four, a little girl. Four, yeah. Four, four, four of us. Saving a little girl. I don't girl. know if you're discluding me or Tank. <laughs> well, <laughs> I'm just saying like, sorry, I would be discluding the DM because the DM was telling, helping us tell the story, but like. Jerk. Yeah, I know. <laughs> We don't remember anything other than that session. And it wasn't yeah. that we remember that session because we played that session. It's because we lived that, that our brains think we lived that session. And the, the big reason that I bring that up is, is because if the play group that you end up with is an adventure league, right? It's, you know, it's different people all the time. That's fine. Go do that. If that's the only way that you can play, go play. Even if I would go to the, uh, unless you have some kind of dispute with a player at a table, like, and I'm talking about like a, a an in real life dispute or altercation. Yeah, force yourself to go do these things. Yeah, because you will love what what you get out of it as long as you're putting into it, and that will also lead you to either formulate your own play group based upon the people that you're hanging out with and adapt more people, or you will like what other people are putting into it once they see what you're putting into it. Yeah, and I, in in an age where we are so connected. We have so many excuses not to be around other people. There's a strong disconnect as well. Super strong disconnect. I'm, suicide rates are up. Addiction is up. And and not not only that. I mean, like those are those are hardcore things. But our inability to connect on a social level in person. Well, and w- look at look amidst of everything that's going on. But I'm just saying, like 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 honestly, one thing that D and D and I'm a total introvert. Like when I was when I was a high school kid, man. Like I was to myself by myself all these things but 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 to be able to play D&D and communicate how I feel through another character or through another persona has led me to be like you know what the worst can happen is that people will say no or not accept me but guess what that doesn't mean the end of the world all that means is that I need to go somebody find somebody else that will accept me yeah and I think the other thing that we need to look at is, as you said, with the idea of, you know, maybe this playgroup doesn't work, go find a new one. Um, and this is a, this is kind of a complex thought, I think. So try to bear with me for a second, but there is a stereotype that most people that play this game are maybe what we would call socially inept. They're not good at communicating. They're not, they're, they're, you know, we're nerds and we don't know how to talk to each other, all of that stuff. And you might be somebody that has been given that feedback that you're awkward, you're socially awkward. Well, guess what? Why not go hang out with a bunch of other people that may have that same thing? Most of the people that come to the table, maybe somebody would say that they were socially awkward. People have called me socially awkward before, but I don't know if I've ever showed myself at the table as socially awkward. I think everybody, I mean, I've been called socially awkward. Maybe not Ben. Ben's rather charismatic. If Ben was a class, he'd be a bard. You know what? That's a progression of my character from level one, though. Like, honestly, like, I'm... Were you socially awkward young? Absolutely. Yeah? I was socially unaccepted. Yeah? So, I mean... but. Maybe that's why friends are better playgroup to start out with is because you guys are already good at communicating. You guys can already do that thing. And I know what I was just saying was kind of drifting into a different topic, but there's a lot of stereotypes even still in 2021 around the people that play this game, even though oh, yeah. we've pretty much already figured out that everybody's playing this game anyway. And should play this game. And should. There's still these stereotypes that just continue to linger. But oh, yeah. I mean, there's stereotypes. Everybody's going to have something to say about it. Well, they about anything. They are, 
But yeah. it, point being, if if for some reason you feel like I'm, I'm just trying to encourage right now is, is absolutely if you feel go ahead to go like go you go. are one of those socially awkward people and you just can't like present yourself, you know, to a group of people that you don't know. Come play at my table. Yeah, just. Oh. Go play, because oh. I guarantee that most DMs, actually, I would say, most people that DM primarily, we'll, we'll, we'll put it that way, are not um, dicks. They they tend to be people that want to facilitate fun for others. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah absolutely. Oh, I think that's the whole goal. That is. You know, right to begin with is, is So you're already going to be showing up to a table with somebody that you don't know who's already advocating for you to, to have that, fun. To absolutely. That, to no, that no, uh, whole, exact to that exact topic right there, um, I, I introduced my nephew uh, to the game. It, I think he's like, at the time, I think he was like 14. Uh, I introduced him, and he he's the, the socially, what you would stereotype as a socially awkward. He's quiet, kind of reserved, doesn't do, you know, the, the, the physical sports or anything like that. He kind of refrains to himself, and he's got a little small clique of friends that he hangs out with. And, and he's very, very quiet. Well, I introduced him to D&D, uh... Along with my son and and his and and my my nephew's brother, and they really enjoyed it. it and of course, it went just as much as as, as uh, fun as you would think a a fourteen to nine year old D and D game would go. And it was great, awesome. Well, he got so interested in it, he started DMing for his group of friends. And I'd imagine they're probably all the socially awkward. You you, you kind of tend to 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 congregate with with like-minded people. Mm-hmm. So I'd imagine the rest of his friends are that that socially awkward group. I mean, we all were at some point. And he's just took off DMing for these people, th- this group, and he's he's home brewing. And now I he's actually in my home campaign on Sundays with a whole bunch of adults that are range from our mid twenties to our mid thirties. Mm-hmm. We have this one fifteen year old or sixteen year old he is now that plays with us. And he's keeping up, isn't he? Oh yeah. yeah. Dude, he he is a he's a uh kobold sorcerer. Okay. And the the kobold uh big gravel whatever it is that that feet that kobolds have is gravel yeah oh he, he he acts out like goes so far out of his his norm you know to portray this little character oh it's it it's so fantastic to see that 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 step out of a shell that that he's had and yeah I love it. So, I mean, not to... Which is why everybody should play D&D. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, not to... I, this statement is is kind of more of a wrap-up statement, if you will. But from, from our conversation, what I would say is is that... Um, We're not ready to wrap up. No, I know. But I'm, I'm just... Because you, you've got a list of other things, pros and cons that you want to bring up. I do. I which do. I think is something we really do need to go through. But I think um, at, at this point in time, I could say that is your friend group the best friend group? To play D anD D, no, but it's the best one to get started with. Uh, yeah, I, um, I agree. I don't know if it's the it might it might not it may it may end up being the best. Yeah, but it is the best to get started. From our experience, though, I, I think it it led to the best. Yeah, and I don't think we're done journeying though. Like, well, no, honestly, like, definitely never. Not. You know, D anD D is an adventure, I don't know bro. If I can call any group the best is it the best at the moment presently? Yes, I think mm-hmm. every every group at the moment at is the, the moment, best because yeah. you got but a group. But then again, like it's only you're gonna only gonna get out what you put in. Yeah. So go ahead. But finish but your thesis. We we may not. It may not be the best. Your friend group may not be the best group, but it is the best one to get started with. Um. And and I think that that really lends to just get started. Right. 
do what you need to do to get started. Um, we've got uh, things like Stranger Things that are showing that just this group of like junior high boys are playing D&D. Has that aired yet? What? The Stranger Things D&D? Yeah. Has it aired? I think so, yeah. Oh, I got to watch that. Uh, I saw it on my YouTube feed the other day. But um, bringing that into this this topic, it's like, yes, there are pros and cons, and I, I we need to discuss those because we don't want to set you up. Like, if, if your first, which... I think that would be really weird, but if your first um, interaction with D&D is this podcast or is something like Critical Role or Dimension 20 or uh, what is... The, any of them. Any of those. Any of those, You know, yeah. Adventure any Time. Of the, any of the live stream YouTube yeah. main, main guys or groups you hear about that play D&D. Yeah. Understand that those things took a long time to come together. Not only and that, they started is, the exact same way. Yeah. Ex- almost every single person's group. And every, yeah, every you you say you, you talk about uh, name dropping here. Critical Role. Matt has said numerous times that he's literally, and he's gone into uh, interviews that he's experienced everything we're talking about. Well, I mean, that's the only thing that. The, everybody, I think everybody, as much as they knock it or love it or whatever, but everybody wishes that plays this game. Everybody wants, not wishes, everybody wants that kind of playgroup. Everybody wants. Oh, yeah, that, that's wants, unrealistic if, if you want that. I don't know that. if it's unrealistic, but it, because if, if you find that core nucleus of people, mm-hmm. that group of people that you feel that comfortable with or are putting into your D&D relationship exactly what you're putting into it and getting out of it. Yeah. I'm not saying that you're going to be able to make multi-million dollars off of D&D, but I'm just talking about pure fun of the game. Oh, yeah. That's what just I'm talking the, about. The, the I'm, I'm not monetary talking about the commercial, yeah. the commercial aspects. I'm talking about pure love of the game. Enjoying somebody that's going to run a game however long you guys decide that or how every session is going to be like if you guys find if you find that group where you can do that yeah like, everybody wants that that's what i'm talking about yeah yeah the consistency of and, and it doesn't even have to be the exact same uh I, I, I say level that might not even be the right word the it might not production pl- not even production it might not even play out exactly how theirs plays out like uh the the cohesiveness but if it feels but here's the thing the is like, i would way. argue that nobody's it, gonna have their co- cohesiveness not argue but i would say that nobody's gonna ever have their cohesiveness you're only gonna get your cohesiveness well that that's what i'm saying though but if it feels to you in your group right like as super can, cohesive here's the thing then you you don't need you don't need to uh yeah. worry about trying to achieve that right but here's the, here's the thing is like Stick with if, what you you got, feel, it's great. if you feel that your group can make a million bucks off of, off of anything oh man go for it then, then you have a <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know what I mean. If you feel like, hey, look, if we if we podcasted this or blah blah blah, we can wait, make a million dollars. What are we doing right now? Then you could <laughs> totally. Then you got a great group. But but I would to to that point, I would say that if your group is one that is trying to pursue that, you don't have to because you don't have to do that in order to have fun and that's what this game is about is yeah. having fun <laughs> yeah, yeah here's a take funny, the monetary here's a, here's monetary a, gain out here's of it here's a funny thing though it's like i want to be around you can't fake it till you oh. make it with this game because you're already faking it well and, okay but <laughs> here, here's I, the thing i wish i wish they videotaped like the uh the the home yeah sessions of critical role and they had footage of that and they aired it because i think i, like I think a couple of the first episodes that they I, did, I, did oh, that was really close yeah. but i've 
the you saw the picture. They had pictures of them yeah. sitting around like a kitchen table. Kitchen table yeah. with the old school that, drapes and everything. I, I think I think if if people got a, a picture of that and got to see that play out with with what they became now, but got to go back in time to see that they would have. People would would understand like I have that I have that right there at home with my group of friends. It's like I would argue I would I would present to you guys like dude I probably and not to toot my own horn but I've probably put us in the best situation to emulate anything that they've put on a podcast. I would agree. Yeah, wholeheartedly. Yeah, from right down to the to the custom table. I mean, I like I'm not like I said I'm not tooting my own horn, but like but it needs to be tooted. No, it needs to. But I I, from 3D terrain to to freaking lights and sound and ambience to a whole room dedicated to our hobby. Yeah. Like uh, uh, this this room like maybe not square footage wise but is on the verge of uh uh Archon <laughs> his his dungeon. Yeah. Yeah. The, I, I mean, mean I, the I amount would've... of D and this is wall to wall D&D in here. Yeah, it's 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 a true fun man cave thing. This is wall to wall D and you've got that. What what you're saying with the idea of backup? What what were you you were on a point? Sorry, I didn't mean to. That, that um. We just I lost totally ourselves. Forget, yeah. Rewind. Oh, shit. No. Okay. So so I think what 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 I what I'm hearing Squirrel. too though is and I I think this this does this does play into what we're talking no, about. Okay. So my point was my point was the fact just that, as soon as I get my point sorry, back. Bro. <laughs> the, the point was the fact that uh, um, if you think Time's that you have a million dollar idea, or if you think that you have a play group that's worthy of of putting yeah. on a live stream, then you've already made it. Yeah, and 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 that's what my point's based off of is is, is exactly that is that you know I I don't like to play baseball, but there's a lot of people that love playing baseball. But you don't have to be the professional major league baseball player to have fun doing it not at all the same thing with D. you don't you don't have to and i would actually Nor probably should you expect to i don't think you should expect to and i would i would be able to say that i think you might have more fun than those people okay, as okay. Well. to that to that point right there like I, I i've i've always been in the mechanic car that's yeah. life i know oh four or five people that dedicate their lives to amateur racing of some sort drifting drag uh track yeah concourses stuff like that and they dedicate their life they make no monetary gain from it or minimal monetary gain from it but the monetary gain isn't even what drives them to keep doing that well i think uh and ferrari uh old man ferrari said that if you want to make a million dollars in formula one you have to spend 10 10 million so yeah. oh yeah well i mean yeah. besides going big monetary but the the That's point is about D&D. <laughs> the the point the point being is if if it's fun uh and and fulfilling to you then it's good then it's good it doesn't have gentlemen, to it doesn't have to go anything ladies beyond and that gentlemen sorry i screwed up there ladies and gentlemen this is of dice and brews if your bardic inspiration is a coors light guess what that's good like honestly that that, that i don't know about that uh, whatever <laughs> what are you saying, talking about we started with the the good old bud lights <laughs> yeah i mean I, I that that's that's kind of the point right is is that with your friends and i think that's why they're the best place to start is is that there's going to be the least amount of 
pretension that is going to stop you from entering into this. And as we talked about in the last episode, this game can literally be used to tell any story. You want to go to ancient Greece? You want to go to the future? You want to go to a different planet? I just told you guys about a podcast that does professional wrestling yeah. through D&D. I want to do that. <laughs> I will be Hulk Hogan like, I'm or serious. Ric Flair, like, one like, of the two. That, it's, that, that, that's so amazing. And I watched them, and, and I watched many episodes, and it's just amazing. Yeah. No no, no, no grand, crazy story. Just oh, no, wait, hold on. Professional wrestling is the greatest, grandest, crazy <laughs> yeah, story. I was okay, no, say, no, no. I didn't, I didn't say... Uh, no, 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 like, grand, like, <laughs> save the world... <laughs> Record skip. No, save the world story. Wait, hold on. Just, you're still wrong. Yeah, you're still wrong. You're still Have you wrong. not been paying attention? <laughs> <laughs> but just, you know, uh, tournament-style D&D, and everybody is... Fighters, pretty much. And, Not even that. And you, I mean, throw, you, you pull know, out all the different uh, Tasha's. Well, you just said something, oh, though, that I so think great. is that that is very cool about D&D. There are D&D tournaments, but most people that hear that there are D&D tournaments are like, why? I just had that reaction on my face. Like, I've never heard of that before. <laughs> no, yeah, I've le- never heard of D&D tournament, but I'm really interested. How does one win at D&D? I don't know, but that's what I think makes this game so great, is it's not about winning. And I've tried to explain that to people. But then again, people have made a tournament where you can win. I Can I be in the tournament? I don't I don't know how it works. <laughs> I, I don't know how it works, but it's, I think it's... I think it, it's it's interesting because there are people that are like well so how do you win the game like well you don't really win the game you you go on an adventure and you know you don't you you complete an objective but I guess that's not the really way, winning but I don't know the way I've always explained D and D to people that have never played it's it's like if you've ever read a uh, 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 epic um, fantasy story Lord of the Rings you know yeah. that, not even that, that's but like watch but it's watch them or watched it but it's it's literally D and D is literally playing. A character in an epic novel. Yeah. That's being written as you, as play. you play. Right. Here's it's being written in the moment. The yeah. funny thing that I was just about I had the I had that in my head um while you were just saying that is that I was like the best way to equate D D to anything that anybody knows about is is the Hobbit story in general. Bilbo Baggins sits there in his hobbit hole and all of a sudden is is intruded on by a group of dwarves. Yeah. And expected to go on this adventure and become something that he is not at the beginning. And and that's an adventure hook because he doesn't want to in the beginning. No. But it takes again, him until the next morning and everybody's left and he's like, oh crap, I guess I could just go back to my real life or... Right. So, but that's what I'm saying. It, it, it's crazy that, that that just jumps out at you as like the beginning of a D&D story. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Is that everybody, when they adventure into D&D, is probably like that hobbit. When you're approached by somebody that's playing D&D or a friend that brings up D&D, or maybe you just glance at a PHB yeah. or whatever book that has a has a logo of Dungeons and Dragons on it. It doesn't, I mean, third party, legit, any, anybody, you know what I mean? Yeah. And all of a sudden you're intrigued. Mm-hmm. You could be Bilbo, where you could be like, yeah. am I going to adventure down this rabbit hole and read further? Or am I just going to put this book down and go about my normal life? You know... I, this is side quest. I know we were trying to keep these I love side quests. to a minimum, but maybe we should do a small series on uh, what popular culture characters would be in D&D. All of them. 
Well, no, no, I'm saying like, okay, so let's let's build out Bagbo or Bilbo. Okay, well, we'll who's Bagbo? <laughs> Bagbo, so we don't get copyrighted. Yeah, so but, we're we're gonna do that. In, that's no, I know. I'm just totally saying, but like that that's something. Write it down. That's I fun. That's yeah, a, yeah. That's Write a good idea. Pop culture garbage. Yes. <laughs> Clickbait <laughs> for you. <laughs> Um, no, I, I, I totally, I totally agree. But I mean, I think the, the Bilbo Hobbit idea is a perfect example of Bilbo had no relationship with any of those dwarves. And by the end of it, when spoiler alert, if you, ten years <laughs> yeah, I feel like, I feel like if you don't know this story already, you're, there's a problem. Even before the movie's <laughs> You're like Even before 50 the years too late. Yeah. You're, I, I have a six month rule. If you still haven't. <laughs> You know, anyway, so so by the end of it, he's spent about a year, I think, is what the the timeline is in the book is is it's 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 roughly a year that he spent with these dwarves adventuring, doing these different things. And and Thorn Oakenshield uh, dies in the Battle of the Five Armies. And Bilbo's crying because what he dies <laughs> because it sounds it sounds weird, but like over this one year time, he basic that's his best friend. You know, his best friend passed away. He was killed doing the honorable thing. He had a redemption story, all that stuff. Right? Did Bilbo did not set out to adventure with his friends, but the adventuring party that he set out with became his, his friends. friends. Oh, it comes full circle. Yes. I like it when it wraps up like that. All right, guys, and you know what? With that, I think I think this is good. You know what I mean? I think we we covered our basis on are your friends? Do your friends make the best D and D group? And I think Andy, like, sum it up for us real quick again, man. I I know you repeated this more than once, but yeah, like, it, it makes the most sense, dude. And, and I, plus, I love your sweet tone of voice. Oh, <laughs> hello, ladies. Um, no, so. I- <laughs> Yeah, that was cringy, wasn't it? Um, we're gonna edit yeah, that. so I, I guess the thesis that we're going with is is today is, is do your friends make the best D and D group? Um, I would say that, and I think we would all say that to start off, yes. To start off with, yes. But um, your D and D group is probably going to end up the D and D group that you end up playing with the most is going to end up being your friends. Yeah, and so and that's, that's not to say you're going to lose friends. Oh, you're God, not, no. no. You're not going to lose you're, friends. You're expanding yes, your yes, friends. Yes, yes, yes. I just wanted to make that clear. I just wanted to make that clear. And We're not saying you're going to lose friends from this. Cause if you're one of the people that that is the stereotypical or the, the um, what's the the derogatory D&D player, if you will? <laughs> yeah. You know what I'm talking about, though. And I think every Derogatory? I think derogatory is saying the not bad word by saying the bad word. Um <laughs> <laughs> I know, I know. That's a bad word. I know. Um, but you're gonna you're gonna meet people. Yeah. And yeah. And you want to meet people. I'm sorry, but this game, like, okay, you've got you've got WoW, which you know. Do you anymore? I don't nah. know if you do, but you've got games like that, right? Where you're just sitting in your room, you've got a you've got a headset on and a microphone, and you're you never to sell actually stuff over, you, and over 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 again. Gold, bro. <laughs> <laughs> you, you you just you're you're not actually connecting with other people. And I know that there's stories out there of people like you know this guy didn't show up to the raid on this day, and so this one person called nine one one and it helped him because he was having an issue and all that stuff. Wow, real friends and video else. games. Those those are not the exception, but you you're gonna end up being around a group of people that if you continue to cancel on them, if they're good people, which chances are they are, they're going to say, "Hey man, what's going on? Do you need help with anything? Are you okay?" Yeah, maybe, yeah, I I could see that happening. Yeah, I, I I don't think it 
for us on our personal level, that would really be a huge in, uh, issue because we're already so communicative and. Well, yeah, but it, and that that ties into our first episode of why everybody should play, and and tying into this is like, hey, you need to play because it gets you out there and connected and human connection, regardless what anybody says. Maybe it's not something that you want all the time. That's fine. I'm a very introverted person myself. Levels for everybody. Yeah. But it is something that you need. Yeah. And you might try to argue that, hey, you don't actually need that because you point at some guy that becomes a hermit and lives up. Those are the exception, not the rule. And chances are you are the rule, not the exception. So go have friends. You're allowed to have friends. You should have friends. You deserve to have friends. You deserve to play this game. You deserve to have fun. And you deserve an adventure. Absolutely. Go live an adventure. Yeah. While you do your everyday life, go have an escape from that. And I'm not saying everybody needs to escape from their life, but I mean, step outside yourself. It allows you to recharge your batteries. It allows oh, absolutely. You to think about things on a different scope. And why would you not want to do that with people that are your friends or become your friends? Yeah. Absolutely. And make sure you just drink your uh, bark inspiration responsibly. <laughs> Totally. Also, I want to say that if you would like to follow us, you can follow us at Of Dice and Brews on Facebook. That's Of Dice and the word and Brews on Facebook. Or you can follow us on Instagram, which is Of Dice and Brews, which is Of Dice, the symbol and Brews on Instagram. And until next time, friends, remember, life's an adventure. Roll with it.